Welcome to the Salt Circle Podcast. My name is Hank. With me, as always, is Ben. The poo. <laughs> but throwing yeah. you off, this is not our Winnie the Pooh episode. That is a different episode that will air either before or after this. I haven't actually decided. Oh. Uh, we're just going to talk about Magic the Gathering. That fucking cop out. You know it. We had so we actually had so many different really good ideas, and we just couldn't pick one. So we decided to do magic instead. That's that's the reason why. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And because we were like, we were getting into a conversation about it anyway, so we might as well just mash the record button and keep going. Yes. So. Why are people dumb, Ben? About uh, EDH combo. I don't know. A lot of reasons. I mean, the most recent one is that someone wanted pieces banned because they didn't like combo decks. And I get not liking combos. Like, I understand that, but mm-hmm. especially, I guess the difference is... Are you playing in a playgroup where someone has like a 60 or 75% deck and they're doing combos and they win sometimes, but half the time or more, they just can't assemble the combo? Or is it fully fucking tuned and they're like, turn four, you better watch out. Um, And that's just yeah. a power level thing. Like, that's something that if you're going to be playing with people regularly, you need to figure that out. Meta is just so important, which... It's easy it's easy for playing on tabletop to just forget about that because it's like fuck it, I'll do whatever I have ten thousand decks and I'll just pick one. And that makes yeah, like a we meta. have no meta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, so well, we have lightly have a meta. We have a we have a thing with counter spells and tutors. But yeah. It's not like we don't go super heavy on tutors, we don't and we try not to go super heavy on counter spells, but those are those are unspoken, or those aren't like a rules, hard and fast rules. Those are just we we have we have had bad experiences. Bad we ex- have learned things. It's usually yeah. just games that wouldn't end. Is what I've tried to avoid. Yeah, that is the nightmare scenario. Games that wouldn't end, and for tutors, just that combination of uh, realizing that it's it less fun. It, <laughs> it's just less like, like it just yeah. makes it makes your deck better, but also less interesting because your deck's just always going to do the same thing every yeah. time. And Which if, is like what makes me play a deck and then go, yeah, I'm just going to play that different deck this time. Yeah, it's going to be fine too. I mean, As my who builds lots of decks. <laughs> my sliver deck got a thousand times more fun after I changed my commander from the Tudor Lord to the Slivers are indestructible Lord. Yeah, because as so as someone who has pretty good threat assessment, I think I could feel like I just feel like yeah, his deck is just way less scary, so I don't have to like go after him hard. Mm-hmm. The way you're fuck when you had Sliver Overlord as your commander, it's like, well, he's got these two slivers, so he could actually just win the game wherever he feels like it. Yeah, and that was the. I guess that's it's a good or bad thing. Because one thing that other people sometimes forget about, and we've talked about this when we were making decks for uh, for, for for Dolphy Boys for Friday Frenzy, mm. and that's how 
you know, you wanted that we were when we were talking about power levels and stuff with you didn't I forget what were the things that you didn't want a lot of was it rats? Well, I didn't I, No, I definitely wanted rats. I def, I what didn't I? want tutors for sure. Yeah. And I, I didn't want uh, I didn't want cards that would like stop people from playing magic like Right. Yeah. Oh, Armageddon. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Cuz that was in one of my land in one of my lists. Yeah, land destruction. And well, and also like um fucking stuff that's like oh your stuff doesn't untap ever. Yes. Like yeah, like just unfun. soft like hard lock cards that just stop yeah. people from being able to do stuff. Like you you need to have board wipes cuz games get out of control. Mm-hmm. But uh, and honestly I would say the problem with those decks was they didn't have enough ways to win. Yeah. Having played them, like, uh, they had they had plenty of, like, the ratio of board wipes to I win cards wasn't right. So those games went a little longer than probably yeah. they needed to. Because the decks didn't have that extra gas. But, like, it's also, like, you have to know how to deploy that stuff sometimes. So that's oh, hard. Oh, absolutely. There are people, like, Crump... Who still can't do it, um, but that's just and like for that for that circumstance, like for those for those decks, it makes sense. But a lot of people yeah. just sleep on the fact that a deck might have a combo in it, or it might have maybe the maybe the combo is the win con, or maybe there's secondary stuff, or maybe there's just these crazy cards that say fuck you. But those could be a win con like and you need that sometimes like yeah yeah for my for my sliver overlord half the time actually just straight up a hundred percent of the time i wasn't going to tutor for anything because i'd rather see what's on top of my deck and if it got like okay we've been playing for three fucking hours and i want to go home i tutor this and i win bye Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that sort of thing having it was yeah. Yeah, like and for me playing against that deck was stressful just because I yeah, could see you, the, I knew know. the things yeah. you could do with it. It's just like yeah. I knew too much about it's... what that could do and I could see exactly how it would win. So there was in like my head as your opponent there isn't room for me to go. Yeah, but he'll he'll just dick around. Mm-hmm. It's like and that's the when you can cast your slivers at instant speed and they have haste and you could just win instantly. I can't let that happen, Ben. Yeah. And that was kind of... I forget what deck I was looking at building. It was the one with a... It was going to be like Atraxa was going to be the commander just because that's the only one. Mm-hmm. Or the, before partners or whatever. I mean, unless you do partners well, now. Technically, those came out at the same time, Ben. Did they? Sure. Yes, those were the same. Okay. Year. I just remember I was looking at Atraxa because it's the one that was also decent, but... I think I probably talked about it with you a bit. I forget what the deck actually was, but the, in the end it became, no one at the table is going to believe that you're not doing things with Atraxa, <laughs> even if you oh, aren't. Oh, totally. And totally. The, there are those commanders. They're, yeah. they're just like, oh, I, I on uh, the Command Zone podcast, uh, the way you've described it when you've played with people, uh, Josh has described it as, okay, I'll kill you. And then I'll look at your deck, and it's like, yep, no, you were right. You didn't have any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so <laughs> that's that's kind of what silver overlord turned into was like i yeah. swear i'm not gonna do stuff unless it's like necessary but it's like well either way we're just gonna kill you first and yeah. then you know i mean it, and a lot of, a lot of times it was less oh man playing with overlord you piece of shit it was more slivers fuck that guy which understandable uh-huh. uh, so that's why i kind of want um I'm looking forward to building the the deep sea deck. Mm. No one says fuck that guy when he brings leviathans to the table. They're, those are fun. Those are just big, dumb, lumbering it's, beasts. It speaks to my heart, dude. <laughs> big shit. I love it. And it's it's such a good price point too because most of it is cheap as fuck because leviathan like nobody's yeah, playing those leviathan. Those cards are not playable <laughs> in other formats. Like, yeah. Not, not rolling into fucking modern with your <laughs> my, Levi- my cracking leviathan tribal oh yeah it's also biased because the first game I played with that deck went real well mm. yeah that can happen one good game and it's fine one bad game and it's busted as hell yeah this is, this is garbage <laughs> Usually I feel it in like oh I didn't have I don't have enough card draw, I don't have enough board wipes. I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't have enough ramp. Yeah. It's not tuned enough. I did, couldn't do this enough. Yeah. That's like my my babe deck. Yeah, that deck didn't uh, do anything. <laughs> did less than well, I also part of it is I just need to actually put in a mana base. Like I, uh, I actually just don't have one. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time looking at it. I'm like, fuck it, just put in basics. <laughs> put in oh. an even amount of basics. Nah, that didn't work well. <laughs> like, I need all the five color cards I can get my hands on, and then fetches. I might just, I'm, I don't know what on earth I would do for it if I built it in person. But for the purposes of tabletop, I might just go all out with the mana base. I mean, that's, yeah, it, that's cause... usually what I do on, unless I'm thinking of how I want to play it in real life, at least, See? I will just do whatever. Babe deck also real cheap, so that yeah. thought definitely came mm-hmm. into my mind. Bird Maiden is too I, I'm, good. I'm, I'm at least, like, hesitant to put in original duels in decks I'm thinking of yeah. in real life. I will, and there are enough, there are enough other options that you don't have to have them. Mm-hmm. I would say. No, not yeah. It's it's usually fine unless you're doing like, like full five color. But even then, it's, I also oh. like I try to start these days when I'm building decks using the battle bond multiplayer lands. Mm-hmm. Those are one of my my first ones because they don't always pop up as often because they're newer. Yeah, I should. I need to get some of those and add them I to decks and them. stuff. I have like the red green one and the blue black one, I think. Nice. That I got in packs. Yeah, like my or like my enchantment deck. I just use the the one that I have built in real life on tabletop because it turns yeah. out that it's good enough to not need a a stupid mana base. And actually, yeah. in real life, I have like enough fetches, and then I have the shocks in it, so mm. that's more than enough. Totally. 
I mean, fetches and shocks, that's like all you're actually looking for anyway. Because yeah. They're not all the good have... fetches, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I... That might be a lie. But, yeah. I, I might have just straight up lied. It might actually... I'm going to check the list. <laughs> it might just be the good shocks, and I'm just... A... It's only a few there shocks. Fe- there aren't other shocks. There are other fetches. Or fetches, yeah, They're sorry. like the panoramas. Uh, but, again, that combo, like, having lands with multiple types on them and then ways to search for them, if you have that combo, yeah, right, I, that's, like, all. I straight up fucking lied. I just have, <laughs> I just have Flooded Strand, Misty Rainforce, and Woodsoft Teeth in there, so, you know. Yeah. And then I, and then I, mean, I that's, Those are literally I, the best lands. Yeah. Except for original duels. Yeah. So. And that's, that's, honestly, in... In EDH, original duels are even less good than they are in one-on-one because you have so much life. Like, life and is worth less. That's kind of why I, I'm really looking to build... I mean, Merfolk is fun, but Deep Sea just... It's so much more fun than Merfolk in a way. In ways. In many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just because... like that fucking bounce spell that's like, return all creatures yeah, except so octopuses, serpents, krakens, leviathans. Like, that's the whole reason I built that deck, is just because that card exists. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's like, what if I had another Cyclonic Rift? Like, it's not an instant, but... Yeah. Yo, I just if think... I'm drawing Cyclonic Rift also a lot of times, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna cast it. It's fine. And see, that's why, like, part of it works. Or that's why it works for me personally, because I already got, like, green, white, blue... I tend to like mm. those colors anyway, and now I have I have the lands for them. So yeah. the fact that I can just kind of... I don't mind... I'm not one of those people who's like, I need to have one of each card for my 40 EDH no. decks. Like, fuck that. I will be swapping them, thank you. Uh-huh. And those are like... That's that like decadence. <laughs> yeah. It's having different things for every deck. Or, you know, just being okay with, more okay with lots of tap lands. Mm-hmm. So, use some gates, use some yeah, scry those, lands. those fucking gates. The only thing gates I wish... They are. I forget if I had... Yeah, I don't think I have a... Why can't I think of Nykthos Shrine to Nyx? Mm. Which is sad, because that's actually a bit of money now. Mm-hmm. Which I sort of seen coming. Maybe I just wait for the return to Theros. Nah, they won't put it there because they'll be printing my enchantment lands. It won't be be great. No, they're fine. I'm 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 pretty positive they'll never do enchantment (laughs) lands because of what a disaster artifact lands were. Yeah, man, I loved artifact lands. So they were such a bad idea. No, Immediately, they were so clearly going to be broken. Terrible idea. Um, did I like? I can't play them in vintage though, because like, there are too many artifacts things. So Stony Silence is like in every deck that's not an artifact deck. Yeah, I think and it's like having a land that's just useless is not worth it. I mean, I'm looking at it, and honestly, 
as far as I mean, yeah, there's there's plenty of ways that it could go fucking terribly. I don't think it would be as bad as artifacts. Just because there's not like there's not a there's not enough that would interact with it terribly. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, unless they printed, unless uh, they also, affinity. yeah, unless they also <laughs> do that bullshit in the same, yeah, then obviously it's just <laughs> man merited. Like right now, um, like the only enchantress that actually works with it is, would work would theoretically work with them is Eidolon of Blossoms. That's the only one that says whenever an enchantment enters it, it instead of cast. Enters the battlefield. Mm. I checked because I'm like, okay, if all the enchantresses say enter, then that's that's not good. Mm. Yeah. I play a land and draw five cards. I mean, yeah, the, the problem would be like, why would you do it unless you were doing a set with enchantment matter stuff? And then it would probably be too good. Yeah. Um,. It'd be hard actually, to find that balance of like making it matter, but also it would be it would be f- going overboard. Just literally yeah, the problem they have every I'm time actually, they make I'm artifact actually, sex. Well, I guess it would depend on what because they have stuff like um, thought render lamia where it's the whenever an enchantment enters discard, yeah, any anything like that. But those all had a pretty high cost. Yeah. Um so like I'm I'm trying to imagine obviously if they did more stuff like that it would probably mm-hmm. be fucking bomb in limited and in standard it'd probably be something depending on what the what the hypothetical standard scene would look like at that time. I don't know if it would be enough in modern honestly if your if your win con relied on you casting one or two five drops. Certainly right now it wouldn't no, be enough. No. no, no, that wouldn't work at all. You they would have to have printed cards other bullshit. One, two or three mana. Yeah, yeah. it would yeah. require other stuff that exploited it. <laughs> yeah, modern is like the fucking hardest format for a card to work in. For you know, for they weird just do, reasons. they just do little enchantment lands for each color, and then they do one, a two, two drop. They do a two-drop red enchantment that's whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield, deal one damage to target opponent or creature, and, you know, we have fun. That'd be a weird... Red just doesn't... Also, you're trying to make a red card that cares about enchantments, Ben. That's... They've done that, that's though. That's weird. They've done that. Yeah, but... They had yeah, to. Yeah, but they're only... Again, they only do that on, like, Theros, where yeah, it's that's the why enchantment this is, this is Return to Theros. Yeah, and they they finally tr- they're like they tried to finally print some kind of red enchantment hate card in the last commander which, set I think. Which one was that? But it's terrible. I don't it's even like, remember. I don't even remember what it does. I think it is an <laughs> enchantment well. too. It's really weak. It's not actually playable, but it was interesting in that it was. A red card that was kind of enchantment hate. Okay. That was at least weird enough that Mark Rosewater signed off on it up for color pie reasons. Because <laughs> that's just hard to do. Because mm-hmm. it's not supposed to care about enchantments for some reason. It's one of their limitations. That's. Yeah. Eh. Look, the color pie is important. Uh... 
Unless you're playing Commander, in which you're literally looking for all the cards you can get that don't care. That smash that, that the color pie. pie rule. <laughs> yeah. That's why Plane Shift is a great set for EDH. There was a surprising amount of discussion on one of the one of the um, Guilds of Ravnica cards. Guilds of Ravnica spoilers thank you it is one of the split cards mm -hmm. it's the one that one half is a uh, hybrid mana and you can search for a forest or a plains flower so the one half is flower and it's hybrid green white uh, for those not in the know that means you can use one of either you can use green or white to cast it and it's search mm -hmm. your library for a basic forest or plains card reveal it put it into your hand and then shuffle your library now the other half is green white for creatures you control get plus two plus two until end of turn so it's garbage kind of um mm -hmm. except for limited but yeah. yeah except for limited people had a surprisingly robust discussion on how whether flower breaks the color pie or not because <laughs> white being able to search for a forest excuse you I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it breaks it to me. It it doesn't just because white has so many cards that search for our planes, and this one. Yeah. And it's it green has and green on it. I mean, there is a reason why my art deck, which is nature based, has green and white. Like those mm -hmm. are the those are the nature cards. Yeah. So it's that doesn't. No, they definitely. I mean, the hybrid mana thing is always been weird because i feel like they've talked it they've kind of talked out of both sides of their mouth about it sometimes whether it's like this card is a card that could be it's not like it could be green or white it's like it is both green or white except it also has to be just one or the other because it could be just in one of those decks yeah they're always kind of playing with fire when they're they're doing those but like also, who cares? Like, it, that's not yeah. a crazy effect to have no. in a white deck. It's not gonna... Like, what fucking super edge is that really giving you? You're playing a green deck if you're doing that anyway. I mean, the same... Like, your deck isn't breaking the color pie. Because... It is an advantage if, like, you've got only a planes and you can play that card, but... Because if they're gonna break the color pie like that, maybe they'll print blue lightning stuff. Well, they already did that. Maybe they'll print green Psionic. lightning stuff. They've done that, too. <laughs> it's just... Bee Sting exists. Look. look. And there's Yuaro Bee Sting. It starts, it starts off all simple with the reserve list, and they reprint Cycle of Life because it's fucking trash and nobody wants it. And pretty <laughs> soon we got OG duels in our booster packs. It's a slippery slope. Can't just break the color pie. Getting like out here with... the color pie became the reserve list it's a perfect analogy <laughs> because you go little you go a lot people complaining about magic on the internet want to talk about i mean that yeah <laughs> how many podcast episodes do you think there are just about the reserved list a lot has to be tens of thousands there's a lot of people that yeah, yeah. like it sucks 
it's a thing. I mean, what sucks is that there are, like, investment groups buying up copies of reserveless cards. Yeah. Because it's... Because they've just increased in value since they've been... I just, it's just a feel... Collectible. I feel so bad for the people who don't know that tabletop sim exists. They could be playing for free, man. More or less. Or, like, just, like, refuse to play with proxies. Yeah, because that's literally just what you could do is say, yeah, I'm just going to proxy these super expensive cards and play with them because I want to play with them. Yeah, I'm not doing like if you're not playing fucking EDH, I'm not playing official sanctioned Wizards tournament. I'm not going to the GP and playing a (laughs) sanctioned EDH event. We're in a fucking Taco Bell. So (laughs) get off your high horse. Yeah, no. If I, I if feel I weird about it playing with strangers, but playing with I, people I, you know, I yeah, people you know for sure. It just but that's just because like, I don't want to have conversations with people. I yeah, know. I. I mean, my thing would be, I guess, have a backup or just, hey, do you guys mind if I play with yeah. proxies? Uh, you can't just play with proxies. All right, well then, peace. I'm out. Yeah. No, that's to- also totally fair. It's it's weird. It's, you know, <laughs> there's stuff. Man, this is, I don't know why. This made me think of how, so they're doing three sets for Guilds of Ravnica block? Right? I think. But they haven't named the third one. They've only named these next two. Yeah, I think the third one's still just called milk. Every time they talk about it, yeah. I'm just remembering how Dragon's Maze was. A lot of people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. That third most expensive card was the elemental token. So, that yeah. that was great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, new sets shouldn't. The cards in new sets shouldn't be worth money. They're like actively printing these cards currently. That doesn't make yeah, them but highly like, collectible. Yeah, but like it was there was voice of resurgence and then there was like nothing. Yeah, no. Like there was just nothing that was great in that. Like there's there's just nothing. Not even shocks. There was like a, what was it? I think someone said it's like a one. I, I forget what the chance was to get a shock in your Dragon's Maze pack, but it wasn't yeah, enough. it was very low. It was very low. And I don't again, know. I, I never bought that set, so I don't have... Uh, I don't I, have and I was like... Dragon's Maze. I was too new to it to care, really. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, like just remembering stuff that I... Like drafts and things, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, when people said... Because there, there are also sets that I played where um, they seemed bad at the like at the time just because of what it was coming off of. Yeah. That were that were good. <laughs> like in, in terms of power level of stuff, have nuts stuff, and in terms of like value or whatever, it's fine. But mm-hmm. uh, like Mercadian Mask set or. Kamigawa block at the time both were like felt like downturns in terms of power level and 
and stuff. And both those sets have nuts cards. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I, it's like you need to wait for the the dust to settle on that stuff. But mm-hmm. Dragon's Maze is just one that's like over time. It's never. Got yeah, no. I'm looking, I'm looking at yeah. I'm looking at the set now. It's, it's oof, oof. Part There's, of it was the highest was, cost card is eleven dollars and forty cents, and that's voice the of second highest. Yeah, yeah. And the the second highest is seven forty nine. Master of Cruelties. Okay. And it yeah. goes, and there are only five cards above two dollars hell yeah three three card and only like three cards that are above more than three dollars i think there are only three cards that are worth more than the than the price of a pack yeah that's not great um part of part of the reason that a lot of people cite is that they try to do all 10 guilds in one set and that's just Mm. hard to do that's a lot yeah, which they're not doing this time at all. Yeah. I just... I don't know. That was like Kamigawa Block. They was like, this is our Legends Matter set, except Legends are still only at Rare, so you kind of can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> which God. is why they did all those Legends at Uncommon in Dominaria. Mm-hmm. Which I which like. Which felt great. That was... That is super I good. Like I... Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I had to look up just to be sure, because for Commander, it's like, oh, you can use a legendary creature. And I'm just... I, I don't know. I'm so used to them being rare or mythic that I had to look it up uh-huh. to be sure. <laughs> like, can I use Slimefoot? Yeah. Oh, you That's absolutely legendary. can. Yeah. I I just... I don't know. It, it tripped me up. It's cool. I like it. Are there... I think some of the ledges in Legends are uncommon. I don't think Dominaria was the first time they did that. Uh, probably not. But, but it was the first time in a, in a long time, certainly. Uh, there actually is some recent news that we could that we could briefly touch on. Um, Wizards recently made a deal with Amazon, I believe, and yeah. I th- I th- someone has also mentioned Target and Walmart, but I don't know. I don't know as much about that. The big one was Amazon. Um, the yeah, I think it Amazon. is also Amazon and Target for selling stuff online. Which they yeah, didn't. So the new, before. the new price is like I people said eighty nine, but I've, I've been seeing ninety. Either way, it's, it's not. Insane. Yeah, it's not that. It's not actually that cheap. <laughs> but it's the big the big cry was that game stores are already getting fucked on boxes. Because they have to keep up with internet to begin with. Um, yeah. Well, it was basically um, stores would use the Amazon marketplace to sell, yeah. to liquidate their stock. Mm-hmm. So it's they it, were. It's like based. So Wizards is sort of cutting in on their market by then selling the official stuff where you can get it with Prime really easily, and it's more, you know upfront and convenient through Amazon than going to those shops. Mm-hmm. Well, also they they're also they're like terrified of Amazon not upholding MSRP and undercutting them. Yeah. The, the margins are slim. The flip side which, I've seen 
was a a dude who owns a, a you know game store weighed in on the issue and he was like honest to god um if your stores if like this is going to make a large dent in your profit margin your store is probably already on the way out because it's so slim to begin with on boxes like that's just yeah. not where they're making their money so yeah like he... when i hear this issue it's kind of like if your business is that fucking fragile your business so- sounds like your business is bad anyway yeah like yeah this seems like it's bad for you but how are you this fragile Mm -hmm. do you not have other like why are you selling booster boxes then if you were cared if you actually cared about making money why was this the thing you were doing this doesn't seem like a good way to make money at all yeah and see that's like you you have to i don't i don't i think if a store is just doing magic stuff or largely magic any any tcg honestly like that's that's not good you need to branch out whether it's comics or like my the store in town here they do darts and disc golf stuff it's like yeah you have to branch like out somewhat find a way to actually make money like yeah. buying stuff from a major publisher that's widely available like mm-hmm. Amazon exists it's actually kind of crazy that this stuff has been not sold on Amazon officially for all this time yeah like that was a bubble that was clearly gonna burst at some <laughs> then you have places like my game store man selling selling magic stuff and booster boxes like there's there's low profit margins we should put an industrial grade kitchen in the basement restaurants are easy oh god <laughs> yep that was a thing <laughs> I, restaurants like... always fail and don't make any money let's do that god i mean it's they're still going it's been a year or two or something like that at least that's pretty good but but i think like the margins on that are even smaller than they are on the cards Mm -hmm. turns out place that does good paninis in the bottom of a comic book shop is not as hot as as people thought it would be apparently yeah, that sounds like it's good. Bad ideas. Like the food, <laughs> like it actually tastes good too. Is kind of like my problem with it because if it was not, yeah, in the basement, like that'd be, it'd be all right. Like uh-huh. I think that's, I think that's a cool idea. Like comic book shop, game store, whatever, and then you got like the restaurant part. It's almost you know those video game bars or arcade bars or whatever. I think that's a yeah. neat idea. It's just but not to, implemented. It just sounds right. like like. Your upfront presentation on stuff like that is always. I feel like the, the mistake that that uh, specialty shops always make is not making their their front super accessible and like a normal store. That's mm-hmm. like or like a coffee shop, like just because that's welcoming. Yeah. Whereas I've been to a lot of comic book shops like that are just like, you don't want people in here even. How do you run? <laughs> yeah, and see, their stuff is, it's pretty well organized, but mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, especially with the recent rules for, like, drinking and stuff, this is a fucking college town. Get a liquor license and, like, board games and beer. 
boom, watch, yeah. watch client. Like maybe you're not going to make a shitload of money, but certainly you would get people in the door. And yeah, yeah. getting a liquor license is is hard, but that's like where it's Wisconsin, is. though, man. <laughs> like <laughs> from 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 everything I know about this stuff, the liquor is where the fucking yeah. money is, and that's what it would be like. Would it be more rowdy? Absolutely. But are they going to be paying customers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I I don't know. I don't know what the best version of that would be. Like, because mm-hmm. it would be real hard on a Friday night to have drunk people playing board games. And also, we're going to run two eight-pod drafts. Like, that's <laughs> going to be hard to facilitate. Both in space uh, and just, yeah. But like that's mm-hmm. the, I don't know. That's the, that's the gimmick. I feel like, yeah. They're just, just the fact. I, I mean, in a, that that won't work everywhere. But just the fact that you're in a college town in Wisconsin, like, give them some beer, man. Unfortunately, they've like they've the gone plan to me. They've gone really hard on like family friendly stuff, though. Has been their, mm. has been their shtick. Like, if you you can get away with a couple of dams or a hell here and there, but like, if you bust out a fuck, uh, you will you'll get talked to just because they're really trying to keep that. Like, they want a family to be able to come in and like teach their kid a board game or do stuff with kids. Mm-hmm. So, and that's fine. That. Makes it really awkward when people like resist it, though. Mm-hmm. You get those people who just know skills. Like, yeah. they draw their fifth land in a row, and they're just like, fuck! Everybody's just, like, the room just goes silent, they're kind of looking, and they're like, everybody else gets to swear, I get one. And it's, uh, no, that's not really how it works, though. Also, I you just, one. like, screamed it. Like, it wasn't even under your breath or to, like, someone next to you. You just fucking yelled it, man. He doesn't, yourself. he doesn't play the store anymore. <laughs> Like I think it was by his choice, but he doesn't play anymore. I mean, if he can't control himself in public, yeah, that makes sense then. It's uh, it's interesting, but I yeah, yeah I don't. I, that's one I honestly don't. Actually, maybe like maybe that would be the fallback plan. Like, just keep doing what they're doing for now. And if they ever get to a point where they have to, like, make massive changes or go under, maybe just stop doing magic stuff and be, like, the board game alcohol place. Mm-hmm. Last-ditch effort. If you're going out, you might as well, like, go big, I guess. Yeah. Plus, like, all the people, a large amount of people that I know. Uh, whenever they do pre-release, they just go to a bar beforehand and get smashed before going anyway, so. Uh, they could be buying those drinks from you. I, I couldn't, I don't, events are, like, stressful and exhausting. I could never, <laughs> could never, like. Yeah. I mean. I wouldn't have that kind of energy. Uh, uh, this group, like, it's a large group, but it's, like. It's basically Crump and, like, friend Mike and those guys. Mm. So they're like, eh, Mike not isn't these days, but 
they're like balls deep in magic like 24 7 mm. so it's like they don't mind too much i guess but yeah i couldn't do it i like starting at midnight and going till five dude i i can't do that anymore not with magic like it takes way too much thought power to do even just with yeah. EDH, like, it gets to be, like, three or four, and I'm like, yeah, okay. I guess I'll discard <laughs> the Cyclonic Rift. Wait, no. Uh... Don't discard Cyclonic Rift. <laughs> I don't know what my plan was. I forgot. It, it made perfect sense at the time. And it all just went so bad. It went so I'll just bad. just get rid of the best card in my deck, and then <laughs> I won't have an answer when stuff gets out of control. Yeah. And then I can't win. And then I'll kill Hank. And everything will be fine. <laughs> what a game. It'll be what fine. A, what a fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fan times. I, I I don't know. That's That was a pretty bad play. I'm trying to think if it's... Uh, I don't think it's as bad. My The pinnacle is still when Crump looked at my hand. Saw the Crucible of Worlds, and then did Armageddon. <laughs> With no backup, like, it was just one of those stall tactics, so. Uh-huh. I mean, if he didn't have a better play, I guess. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty bad play. It's a I don't pretty bad it play. It didn't seem like what it was else that was dire. It? Look, I'm just saying, in a vacuum, I don't know what else, what his other options were. Maybe enlist the other two people we were playing with to help him <laughs> instead yeah. of fucking everyone over. That sounds better. That was uh, that was, building I mean, a deck that has a useful card instead of Armageddon in it would also be just, like, a way yeah, I might go. Like it's bad enough on its own. The fact that like the other people at the table clearly, you know, clearly you see him look at my hand, and then the next turn I lay down Crucible. <laughs> Like, you just looked at his hand. What are you doing? Look, if you want to destroy everyone's lands, don't play Armageddon. Play Elish Norn and uh, Kamal. I, <laughs> Fucking Elish Norn. <laughs> That's what Norn. I do. I hate Elish Norn so much. There have been so many bad times. Look, it's great, though. See, you give all their creatures minus two, minus two, and then you turn all their lands into 1-1 one, one creatures. Great. That's... You don't... And so then it's two cards. So then you just don't have to do it if if people don't yeah, make you. That's true. It's just if someone... If you just <laughs> have to punish someone, if you're just like, no, you need to learn a lesson. You can teach yeah. them a lesson. It's yeah. not just you. I have Armageddon in my hand, and I have nothing else to do, so I'm gonna make this game miserable. It's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's the the thing that's bad about mass land. Like, I think people people don't like land destruction just because they get precious about their mana, which I think is honestly not the greatest thing. I think mass land destruction is bad because it's just like, well, now this game play. is just reset. Yeah. We just all have to draw... We all... Because we just you have to sit there passing turns as people try to draw lands. Like, you just can't... No one can do anything. Mm -hmm. I especially hate it when if, like, 
Like, if you're setting up to win the game because you yes. have stuff and nobody else stuff, like, like that's also I'm kind of okay with it just because yeah. then you just you win and to, everyone scoops. Yeah, it's if you the, have something to follow up with. The, it's the creating the stubborn thing of just everyone sitting here not doing anything. It's See, like, like, it's gross. That was a thing, like, my sliver deck is a perfect example of that. I'll destroy all the lands. I don't give a fuck because I have all my slivers make mana. So, like, yeah. that's my, that is yeah. an easy win con instead of, well. It's a little risky if, like, that you do that and then someone evacuates. It's real risky. But there's there are risks involved. So I'm saying, nah. You could nah. wind up when you put those cards in your deck. You do create the the potential for the nightmare scenario. But yeah. there are other ways you can put build potential the nightmare scenario in your decks that can be unforeseen. Like I I when I started playing EDH, I didn't realize how bad it was to just play the cards that double everyone's mana. Those <laughs> cards create nightmare games. <laughs> yeah those flashbacks to the fucking group hug like terror yeah like <laughs> such a mess it is it's just bad you shouldn't give decks that are greedy access to too much mana it's just it's not actually worth it yeah worth it. it also was definitely not worth like well, I guess I'm going to mill everyone now, but in a really inefficient way. <laughs> mm. I, yeah, that group hug game was... Never again. Never again. Is that three? Is that banned? Is that is fluff 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 hippo thing? Is that blue, white, green? Yes, that's banned. I got those colors, but I play that again. <laughs> it's just not worth it. There's like a what's the fucking like wishmonger where anyone can just gives their stuff protection. Great for two mana. The Arcadia Mask card. Of course, naturally. It's a unicorn monger creature. It was originally printed as just a monger, but they've eroded it to be a unicorn also. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a 3-3 three, three for 4 mana that has tap 2 colorless. Target creature gains protection from the color of his controller's choice until the turn. Any player may activate this ability. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> Any player may activate this ability. And that's when the shivers start going down my spine. <laughs> I know. Like, I love those cards in theory. But I just feel like it's just gonna, it's just gonna be bad, like chaos, chaos type decks just in a in EDH are just they create problems, and I feel like they create more problems than they do in even like regular multiplayer, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why if it if it's. I think it's partially because of like the higher life and the always having access to your commander stuff. Like just card decks are more designed to go late than in like yeah. a normal. If you're doing sixty card twenty life multiplayer, which again is like a bulk of what I played when I played Magic. Yeah, 
No, that uh, so like so like just stuff stuff wasn't as broken in the same ways as it is in EDH mm-hmm. about certain stuff. Also, I just know more about magic than I did then. <laughs> I'm like better at magic. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Life is a resource. Life is a resource. That was actually someone's. Uh, that was someone's solution to combo decks was making instead of 40 life people start with 30 life because a lot of combo decks function on just using life to do all of their shit or a lot of their shit I mean it's why infect is so good in EGH because it's like it gets around it gets around life gain and it's more efficient than commander damage Mm -hmm. and Fuck that guy who's playing Aloro. Even though that was me for a while, but... And I got a taste of it. Passively gaining two life every turn. Yeah. Is, uh... It's dumb. (laughs) Frankly. Yeah, no, it's... (laughs) It makes so much... Even the... I mean, just the fucking, uh... The... I can't think of it. The stupid two enchantment combo where it's like you lose, you gain or lose any amount of life, and then everybody yeah, just yeah, yeah. dies. Yeah, the, like, the, where you play the two this... black enchantments, and then you just win. Yeah. Yay! Black game's over. I mean, if you're building uh, a white black enchantment deck, though, how can you not put that in? Yeah. <sighs> Uh, I mean, I could do it pretty easily. I could go, <laughs> I could go without that pretty easily. Yeah, you also built the do nothing deck multiple times. Uh, like, multiple times. Like I count once, at least twice. Well, okay, what two times? Do do tell. Art deck. Uh huh. Babe deck. Babe deck has yet to be seen though. I I what are you talking I about? We I with it. I vote that we wait for the for the the verdict on that until I get when I get the mana base sorted out. I don't uh, certainly right deck, now. Certainly right deck now. Babe deck is a do is a do nothing. My babe deck I built it to do stuff. I, I'm not saying babe deck is inherently unable to do stuff. I'm saying the way you built your babe deck, I did not build it to do stuff. My. Okay, first off, my art deck won a game because I made someone else kill everyone at the table but me. So, you're wrong. There's that. It's uh, still a mostly do-nothing It's live until people get sick of playing and kill themselves. That's what it Generally, does. Generally, yeah, no. Mostly I saw it win games and do well in, like, group hug situations. Yeah. But... Babe deck... I think babe, babe deck is less do nothing than than art deck just because I like not only is there creatures and stuff there's a lot less useless things like there's enchantments that actually they're not god tier but they'll allow me to chunk a little bit of stuff instead mm-hmm. of every 3 turns I can remove 3 spore counters to prevent combat damage <laughs> All I'm saying is, weak creatures are 
weaker it's, than normal in EDH. Yeah, no, it is largely do nothing, but it's not only do nothing. <laughs> I mean, the important thing is it looks good. It's, you know, it's fun to play with. It's more fun to look at. That's tag. <laughs> it's more fun to goldfish than it is to bring to a party. Yeah, that's, that's probably <laughs> fairly true. I would say that's correct. It's like the uh, the Joyra deck I built. I'm like, I love this deck, but I should never play it with humans. <laughs> Hell it's yeah, the, dude. It's things that make me happy, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I wish I could play it with people, but I shouldn't. <laughs> I that sounds not. that sounds so <laughs> accurate. It's the part of the problem about certain cards I like. Like the fact that I love Talarian Academy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we I just have a I really like broken artifact bullshit. Some people are drawn to the fucking scum of the earth in terms of magic cards. That's yeah. you. Yeah. I'm also drawn to grizzly bears. Bears and... I have, a, I have a wide palette. Bears and bullshit. Look. Yes, it's it, your... but it does... I do like being able to do things also, so that brings me back to the, the dark I guess, side. yeah. It's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. <laughs> your bears are fucking flying and... Look, your I bear... had to have an answer to flyers. I lost a game because my bear deck had no answer for a flying. So creature. you you sacrificed all of your integrity just to win a game. So I put in artifacts that could deal with flyers. <laughs> I looked for the str- the best artifacts to deal with flyers. The best that I yeah. could find. Did your did or does your bear deck have um Aetherflux Reservoir in it? I forget. No. It never okay. had Aether Rex Okay, I, I can remember. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's a deck I would pl- put in shit. as many decks as I could, but no, it was never in the, the bear deck. The bear never deck never storms off like you need to. Mm-hmm. It, it goes off by Seedborn music. <laughs> yeah. Another one of my favorite cards. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, it's just <laughs> fucking bad. I'm building a deck with green in it. It's having Seedborg views in it. It's just... That's it's just auto-include. It's like Zendikar Resurgent. Zendikar Resurgent. Auto-include in green decks. For sure. Yeah. I I mean, I say that, but I don't have it in, my, I don't have it in all my decks. I mean, I wouldn't put it in a deck that cared about art. That it didn't relate no. to. But, like, it's not my enchantment deck. That just sounds... Oh, Maybe if you're not playing creatures, it's less... Uh, I mean... It's less good, but it's probably still worth it. Doubling all your mana is really good. I mean... Do you have Morari's Wake in that deck? Probably is worth it. No. <laughs> Morari's Wake would be worth it. I don't think I have, like... It's just good ramp. Much? Yeah. I don't really have much ramp itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find ramp I is probably. really... 
I feel like that ramp again. That ramp is like win the game ramp because when you can do like multiple things in a turn is what can win. It wins you a game. If yeah, you're just doing for sure. One thing every turn. You, yeah. You don't ever accumulate the like velocity to win. Yeah. And like. I guess, you know, it's it's probably even more relevant because I'm not casting a lot of creatures is worse. I'm casting them as fucking enchantments, so they cost even more. Mm-hmm. So it's probably worth putting in. It's probably worth it. I suppose. Fucking guy. I mean, the thing that my bear deck used to have that it doesn't have anymore is Guy's Cradle. But it does have Growing Rights of Itmalak. Okay. Um, but I also have, again, I had, I don't, that deck also had problems ramping up. Like, Mm -hmm. when it had Guy's Cradle in it, I needed Guy's Cradle to be able to win. Like, I didn't have enough, a a way to generate enough mana to do the things I needed to do to win the game. Yeah. To get my, my engines to run, like, uh, Slate of Ancestry into Enphyrexian Processor, Words of the Wild. Slate of Ancestry into Words of the Wild is my favorite combo. Where I turn all my card draw, I would get into just bear tokens. God. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> Your bear deck has, even before like you put all this stuff in it, it still has gotten out of hand. Well, I did tone it down. Times. I took out most of the creatures that aren't bears. Most. Except for like Seedborn Muse. Except for the one that wins me all the games. Well, I Not took all. out most, Woodland Bellower. No, because I took out Woodland Bellower, which was actually winning me games over and over again and got boring because I was always, my win con was, wood, instead of building a weird engine to create bear tokens, I was just getting Woodland Bellower and, yeah. and making my stuff like everything has to be blocked by um, that spirit that can channel into a lore. Sure. Whose name I forget. That's one of my, again, another one of my favorite cards. How many do you, have you, I feel like every time I play against that deck and it wins, there's always a Seaborn Muse on the, on the field. Is that, is that accurate? Like half accurate? Uh, No. It's it's also been a while, so. Again, it, during the Woodland Bellower era, it was. <laughs> I don't think I needed it, actually, yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, when I had better creatures that weren't, I when I had like just better creatures that weren't bears, I was like winning off this beast every time. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of t- a lot of times it's it's Seaborn Muse, but. It's really. The last time I won, it was definitely because I got Phyrexian Processor. Is like the is one of the big cards. Because that okay. actually, I because yeah. the thing is, like, I win through tokens, but I don't have that many cards that create tokens. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't build in creature synergies because I don't have that many creatures because there aren't that many bears. Like, I mean, they can't the, even they can't even print a, a proper legendary bear. I know. They printed a bear for Vorthoses. 
instead of people who actually play Magic. <laughs> that card just should have been a beast, and I, then yeah. I wouldn't have to care about it. <laughs> Gore Claw. But um, instead. Oh, um, God. Look, he said that they're gonna. They heard the outcry from the people, <laughs> and they will make a bear that cares about bears someday. Thank God. Thank. I don't even know that I God. want that though. It's the other part. Like part of the fun of the bear deck is how, <laughs> like, I'm playing terrible creatures that nothing cares about really. Yeah, but what if it's better? What if they break bears? I mean, how could they make that? That deck is already pretty good. Yeah, but what if they make it? But if they print, like, what if power creep sets in and they print better bears? Then the deck could become so good that I don't play it. Nah, you should play it anyway. Uh, you have like you have like the right to play it, you know. Like you you played it when it you played it when it wasn't full on, uh -huh. and now and then they break it, so you like you have rights. You have they rights. turn bears into slivers. Where it's just like, oh god, it's bears. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing, though. <laughs> the part of... Uh, bears are supposed to be two twos, though. Like, you have to, you have to keep that be, flavor. They're going to be two twos so, and still be broke. That's true. That's, they're, called, they're called hate bears. Hate bears. It's like, a, a, hate? like That's how ingrained the two two thing is in Magic. The term for two two creatures that have an effect is hate bear. Hate bear. Is there just a two two creature that has a negative impact on their opponents? Yeah. And then they print fucking Gorklaw, and he only cares about creatures that have four power or more. <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> cares about literally one bear. There's that one like... four two bear. No, there's also a four three bear, I'm wrong. Or two bears. That was a uh It was a letdown. Like I was pretty excited and then I was pretty disappointed. Very disappointed quickly. From legendary bear to cares about four. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, a legendary bear. What the fuck is this whole uh... shit? Ugh. I really just want to build a card from that uh, that new creature from uh, GRN. Wherever you play a creature spell, you draw a card. Which one's that? I forget what it's called, but it's an elf. Oh. Remember. Oh. Fucking elves don't need more. Come on. They kind of need a better commander, actually. Like, I was looking at building an elf deck, and I don't love any of the elf commanders. Like, really, the best one would be Rafelos, but he's bad, because he's yeah, fucking for, too good. Yeah, for reasons. He's <laughs> like, he's super broken in EDH. As yeah. a commander, yeah, he might yeah, be okay yeah. in the in the 99, but as the commander, he's super busted. Oh, yeah, no, it's fucking ridiculous, dude. That's a bummer, because it's a bummer to me, like, the cards that I really like that are all, that are banded Commander, all of them. Like, Grizzlebrand. I wish you know, I could play I with feel Grizzle like Band. that says a lot about you as a person, and as a Magic player. It does. I mean, again, my favorite deck I ever built was 
using overpowered cards to build a super inefficient engine. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite deck. Like, it was built to play zero creatures, but use Glacial Chasm so that I could just live. <laughs> yeah. It was just built to do dumb stuff. Like, again, I'm mostly a Johnny-type player, where I like the weird interactive stuff. And a lot of, like the best cards in Magic do weird broken stuff that have fun interactions it's just you can easily they're just too strong in a lot of cases yeah but some of them are too strong in EDH to the point of being banned some of them aren't some of them are <laughs> crazy like Seedborn Muse that is a card I always loved in multiplayer Seedborn games Seedborn Muse is fucking ridiculous what was the I forget what is Prophet of yeah, what does Prophet of Crufix do that Seedborn Muse doesn't do? Doesn't it do uh, something also else? Gives all your creatures flash. Right, that'll do it. It's actually It'll the most like the thing you actually want the most when you have a Seedborn Muse is to also be able to play all your stuff on everyone's turn. Yeah, which Prophet inherently allowed you to do. Yeah, I, I knew like, there was I a reason. I knew I didn't did know else that else. card existed until I learned about EDH. Like, that yeah. one had came out at the time when I wasn't paying attention to Magic. Like, wait, there's a better Seedborn Muse? Yeah. Why did they print that? Seedborn Muse is already great. Although, again, Seedborn Muse is a card that's never played in any formats other than multiplayer. I mean... It's, only, it's just a great multiplayer card. I had my Sliver deck up and running at that point. Mm -hmm. Or at least at a point before it was banned. Let me tell you, yeah. those were some good times. <laughs> there was, those are some good times I mean that was the thing with Prophet Crucifix literally every deck wants that card yeah if you don't want that card I don't know what your deck is doing you're playing Boros your deck, I mean I don't know what your deck is doing but you are bitching about having to go against another fucking Prophet Crucifix oh certainly yeah that's, yeah yeah that's what no. your plan is again usually look there are people who see a broken card and are like, oh, I fucking I have to play against that. And then there are people who see a broken card and it's like, oh, I could use that. Oh, <laughs> I could yeah. do stuff with that. Hell yeah. Yeah. I definitely I see the potential for things I could do rather than the nightmare of going up against it. Because <laughs> what's the worst that happens if I go up against it? I lose. I get to see cool things happen. That's fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I don't. I don't care that much about winning. I like doing cool stuff. Which, if it's you're like doing cool I... stuff, you're probably winning. Because you're doing stuff. It's like when I, you know, killed you with Infect. Yeah. You gotta respect Infect, even when it's the gotta death of you. Gotta respect it, man. Even, you you <laughs> did like it. It's like me and Heroes. If I die to a Chen, I, I'm okay with this. Like, I fully support Chen kicking ass, even if it's my own ass. Yeah, man. I do, and I feel like that the biggest thing hurdle for certain players is learning about that with like counter spells in Magic, because it's such yeah. a part of the game. But it's also definitely one of those things people struggle with, like playing against. 
They just yeah, because it can be super annoying. It can be the most annoying thing in the world if you're I mean, just trying to do something, and the you're playing counterspell decks that just don't let you do it. After my friend had and then dismantled for obvious reasons a Tower and Sky Summoner deck. Um, yeah, if someone else ever pulls that out, I'm just dropping. Like yeah, I'm just gonna forfeit because I don't want everything to be countered. Every time. Yeah, I think in... Again, I think in multiplayer at EDH, it's a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. I, just, I have a different feelings about it in one-on-one. In one-on-one, I think it's fine. Yeah, in one-on-one, it at least... I mean, depending on what you're doing... Again, those games um, are generally faster, also. But Depending on what you're doing not in not really in standard. <laughs> yeah. It just... It feels like you can overcome it, though. Like, even There's, with... Especially with sap rings and stuff. Well, when I was playing the on the thing arena. in one on one, at least you can just be the aggro. Mm-hmm. Like you can be the aggressive person who's attacking. Whereas so much of EDH is sitting back anyway. Yeah. That like, because like the answer for a person who's playing a counterspell deck at a table of EDH is everyone else literally ganging up on them so they run out of counterspells. Now, if you have two people doing that, then you've entered the true nightmare scenario. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh... I mean, yeah. The the thing with... The the balance against control in, in multiplayer is supposed to be that there are multiple people, so you can't have enough answers for everyone. And if yeah. you've drawn enough cards that have answers for everyone, <laughs> you're gonna win. Yeah, you're just you're miles ahead. Those those that's just uh, something else has gone wrong. So, which happens? Like again, because people are so willing to just sit back and try and do their thing in EDH. Like a lot of times, what happens in games is someone dr- is just built up too much card draw and engine power and they can just deal mm-hmm. with everything. Which I feel like people don't often enough recognize. It's because it can be hard. It can be, it's one of those threat assessment things of like, this person is drawing cards. That's bad. Yeah. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're just drawing cards and not playing any. Well... Like, they've already drawn ten cards. What's another five more? Yeah. Man. See, my, my thing with counter spells is that I love having, if I if if it's a deck for it, and it's not every deck. Like, my enchantment deck, I don't really, I don't think I have any counter spells per se. I have some stuff that, like, is protection and weird. Like, I have Imprisoned in the Moon. Like, shit like that. Yeah. But there's no, like, counters. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I have Perplexing Chimera. That's kind of a counter, but not really. Anyway. But like in my Sliver deck, one mana drain. And let me tell you, when you have that mana drain and it's needed, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Much you know. much better than like having ten counter spells in the deck and you always have one. I need, know, that. Playing, I need that. Playing a version Rock. of... of the deck where you just literally have all counter spells is dumb and easy. It's it's gross. 
counter and it's it it's kind of terrible because it's such an easy budget deck. Like, I mean, yeah, that's the all, thing. It's just like, throwing all the bad counter spells, and it's still too. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, you could play Counterspell, which is a card that was printed forever, is yeah. common in a billion sets, and is too strong for current magic to, to I mean, print. <laughs> I mean, and then all of the. Like, not to mention, I'm just near the Talron deck. Like, yeah. yeah. All the bouncing, all of that bullshit. There's so many cheap, shitty one-drop blue things that are terrible. <laughs> you just play them all and you win. It's uh, ah. creatures. Yeah, no. That's what magic is about. Swinging with creatures. No, magic's not about creatures at all. You're wrong. It's about big ass creatures. It's about engines. It's, it's about, about building engines. Rube paradox? Goldberg machines. It's about machines. Paradox Engine? It's about building Rube Goldberg machines. I've actually it's seen about, a lot of people calling for Paradox Engine to be banned as well. Parado- I mean, yeah, Paradox Engine has been called to ban for, for a long time. Because it's... I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, also Cloudstone Curio. But we, we've uh, barely which, played with that card. Which one is that? Um, it's definitely an enters the battlefield thing that has certain combos with it. Uh, yeah, whenever you, you, something enters the battlefield, you can return something to your hand that shares a type with it. Whenever whenever a non-artifact permanent comes into play under your control, you may return another permanent you control that shares a permanent type with it to its owner's hand. Yeah. Yeah. That'd do it. you can you can combo stuff with that, like you can even, with Paradox Engine. Although Paradox Engine, I think probably has more stuff you can. It's probably easier. Cause yeah. Literally, although I'm not even sure about that. It's probably horse. You do piece, have honestly. to because you do need other pieces to make Paradox Engine work. Yeah. Cloud well, Curio, you might lead fewer cards to go for me off. with Paradox Engine. It was a. Uh, it was you know, that's when I still had my Sliver deck, so that was an easy include. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, my Sliver's tapped for mana. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think. I don't think it actually works with my Murpho deck. Cause that commander, you're not. I forget how Paradox Engine is worded. Is it when stuff comes in under your control oh, or when, when you it... cast? Let's let's oh, have a it, look. Paradox Engine. Paradox Engine. Oh, whenever you cast a spell and tap all non land permanence yeah. you control. That's important because for the commander, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not casting. Well, I mean, you could still be casting stuff. Actually... Still really broken in Kumena and Merfolk. Because <laughs> Merfolk mm-hmm. are cheap. I take it back. That should be in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about Paradox Engine that's so broken is that it's all non-land permanents. So it's yeah. all your mana rocks. Yeah. Which which is what separates it from, say, Intruder Alarm. Which is similar. But is only for creep- creatures. Yeah. And, uh, and in blue, which has plenty of other broken stuff it could be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. 
My favorite thing about Paradox Edger, though, is that, again, in that uh, Joyra Weatherlight Commander deck I was talking about, uh, Paradox Engine was too slow for that deck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there was... like, I'm, think, lo- I'm looking to go off by playing two mana rocks over and over again. I don't mm-hmm. have time to be playing a five mana spell. <laughs> yeah, and see, even in my sliver deck, like, it was... Basically, it only ever served one of two functions. Either I was playing it early, with the knowledge that it was probably going to get destroyed instead of something else. Like, they will focus yeah. on that instead of a sliver that I want to keep mm-hmm. alive. Or they're stupid and I win the game, like... Or yeah. it's late enough in the game that I play it and I win. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I love it. I'd be pissed if someone played it against me. Not as pissed as Aetherflux Reservoir. That's... <laughs> that card, I hate... Whenever you lay that, lay that card down, I just... Rage inside of me. Just... I just love it so much. I played a lot of it on Arena to get it out of my system. <laughs> when I realized I could make a deck, in I could play that in like God. with standard cards, I was so happy. That's fucking stupid. I hate that so much. I hate that card. <laughs> uh, the worst part was when people would concede before I could fire it off, and I was trying to complete the fifty deal fifty damage quests. Hmm. I would uh it, it's the difference between completing the quest and not having completed the quest <laughs> it's it was funny though because that when I started playing that deck like literally everyone I played against would I would have to go all the way and fire it off before the game ended and then as that deck got more popular it became quick scoops yeah as soon as uh it was clear I had it I mean, but you're getting those wins, though. Exactly. I mean, yeah, for that ranking that in quick play that didn't matter at all. And it super didn't matter when they changed how... So one of the cool things about Arena did was they changed how their matchmaking worked for quick play at a certain point, where oh. what you were getting matched against was is now determined by the deck you're playing. Huh. In Specifically in, like, the quick play format. and. In constructive, it's based on your rank, but in a, in the casual format, it's literally like so. If you're playing tier one decks, you're being paired against tier one decks. If you're playing jank, if you're playing jank cards, you're getting paired. Against what's jank cards. the, what's the algorithm for that? I I don't know. I just know like if you're playing the the starter decks, like the decks they give yeah you, okay that pair makes... you against the decks they give you. If they're if you're playing decks that are like standard meta. They're yeah. going to carry you against standard meta decks. Beyond that, I don't know how it works. How well it works. That it seemed to work pretty well. My fucking yeah. deck that was all about um, getting to the Revel and Riches combo by playing Brass's <laughs> Bounty. Uh, I got a lot oh. of wins with that deck. <laughs> oh, man. I My favorite part was there's a card in... I forget it was which of the uh the Kaladesh sets it was but it was like it's a like a red mythic that's that's basically an x mana uh, chaos warp for okay. for an artifact or a creature so i would just 
target all my treasure tokens, and then search my deck for big creatures that would all come out. <laughs> that's a fun combo. Yeah, that's pretty good. I I don't know how I feel still about like that algorithm stuff, though. That feels like, oh, this is a good system until people start figuring out the system and then figuring, like, trying to skirt those lines. Like, what is the best deck I can get away with that still puts me in the trash deck category? Yeah, but that cue is only meant, is like, the whole focus of it is playing magic fast and having fun. Like, that's all they care about. Like, you don't really... Your ranking doesn't matter for quick... Like, they have a a tiered, like, three-match queue for, like, played, actually like, competitive. Have you ever played, like, quick match in Heroes of the Storm? No, I've never done that. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. No, totally. I'm just saying, like... Yeah, yeah. It's a single-player game, so you, if people are dumb and shitty about it, okay. But, like... yeah. Like, oh, and, like, the worst case scenario is you're playing decks that are a little bit better than they would, they're supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. like literally, you're either, I just don't want to have to be facing the actual, like, tuned standard decks if I'm bringing in some weird junk. you're playing your trash. you're playing your garbage. If I'm playing something that's not, that's not, like, tuned. Because that's more fun. Like, the whole... It solved the problem of, like, everyone was playing against a fairy every game. Yeah. Which was, like, the reason they had to do it was because to solve that problem. Where, you're like, literally, I'm trying to play with anything and I'm facing standard decks. Mm-hmm. Like, like competitive... Imitations of competitive tiered standard decks or whatever. So, and that was a problem they needed to solve. And I th- they were at least have a I think that was a better solution than I've could think of otherwise. I mean, my only question is if I'm playing Saprolings, am I going to get put against blue black control? Probably not. Oh, black thank Christ. Kind of stopped being a thing. Oh, honestly. God bless. It, I mean, we became white blue control. Well, as long as I'm not Teferi completely. That's uh, like my. That's like my biggest. That was my biggest problem. I was so yeah, sick no. of seeing control. Yeah, no. Back at that point, when it was just pairing you against anyone, you're right. It was Scarab God over and over and over again. Oh, it never got was... to that point. Oh, like I was. Oh, I was you only half before they played it. <laughs> I was only half joking when I said it got to the point where if there was a, if they played an island and then a swamp, I just scooped. Uh huh. Like, I don't have time for this. Whatever. (laughs) Makes it real hard to go back to playing, like, draft... Like, drafting at a store. (laughs) Someone's, like, thinking about what to do. I'm like, fuck, I can't just concede this. That's bad form. (laughs) I'm here in person. Yeah, no. I mean, it was bad when it seeped into your EDH play. Because that was just sad. Yeah. I mean, EDH Because then you were still bad. there. Yeah. But you had conceded unnecessarily. Did I? I don't think I conceded unnecessarily ever. That definitely happened Which, at least twice. 
Which times? It it was just you thought because of the board state that you were dead and you didn't consider that someone else would do something to affect the game. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember the. I remember the more recent conceding. Yeah, I forget what I forget what I was doing though. I don't know. I wouldn't say it seeped super bad. It might have just also been dragging on for me. I just remember a time you did it and then didn't leave. Yeah, were we playing another game afterwards though? I don't remember. I just remember. I mean, I also conceded like early again. I don't even remember what the the situation was. I just remember you conceding because you was it the one where I like yeah you weren't gonna do anything. But then like oh what what if someone else had a board wipe though? Yeah, like that had occurred to you. Yeah, I don't know. I think I th- I think I remember the one you're talking about. Is it the one where I conceded and then you were right after me and did something? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. I felt bad, but like I still want to see how the game went. Like mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still invested in watching it. I just didn't yeah. want to. Be I just didn't get what I just like. You need to concede. <laughs> yeah. Could have still been in the game. And that was just like that's like. You gotta learn that lesson. It felt like sometimes. you weren't you weren't you weren't reading the game. You were reading the game as like just in your own head of the things you could do and the things Yeah. And you it, weren't uh thinking about prob- the other possibilities of stuff that could happen. Probably a combination of that and just like Yeah. I mean if I'm at that point, like <laughs> No no, it felt like you yeah. were just frustrated because of how the game was going, so you were like, Oh yeah, I'll yeah. just scoop. Like you would in, if you were playing a one-on-one game, you're like, oh, I've I've yeah. lost the momentum here. It's over. Yeah. Whereas in like an EDH game, usually that's not that doesn't mean it's over. See, I feel like it was a lot more dire than that. I'm pretty sure I was dead on the next turn. Was the case or something? Because it wasn't super. It's not like it was early into it, but. Eh. Eh. You bet your ass if we have another game that goes till five AM though I'm conceding the shit out of that. I'm out. Yeah. That was that was <laughs> too much. Fair. That was yeah, no. that was actually no, the worst part about that was that I did lose that game and I still stayed. Oh. That one was bad. Yes. That was that one was the worst. I still hate myself for that sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> whenever we've been playing like with Renoko or whatever, start looking it's like two thirty or three, I'm looking at the clock. Like I hope somebody wins before this gets out of hand. Yeah. No, that was that was rough. But it's definitely eh. No, that definitely that that taught me a lesson. It turns out that knowing that you would have been saved on the next turn feels a lot worse than <laughs> what what I did. Hmm. Conceding and then seeing what could have been immediately. <laughs> yeah. Never steered yeah. me wrong on arena, though. <laughs> well, yeah, and one on one, you know your yeah your options, and also it's arena, so fuck it, I'm out. I mean, yeah, it did that seep thing. in, probably seeped into my drafting a little bit. 
Eh. I know they have said that, like, so there was a thing with, uh, they did, like, they've done, trying to be doing fun events, like Singleton and Momir, but they've had entry fees of gold. And they've said, like, specifically, the reason they did that is because if they didn't do that, people would just drop and concede too often. Whereas if they added the gold uh, entry fee, people were much more likely to actually play out the games. That makes a lot of sense. And it's um, like, yeah, that make, that tracks with human behavior, yeah. See, I was, like, I, I've only done the drafting on there, I think, once. Maybe. Mm. Maybe twice. Even in person, I've started just being like, eh. I don't do it immediately. Like, I won't concede individual games. It will be like, I have lost two or three games at this point. Like, I'm done for the night. I'm just going to drop. I don't need to play my last two rounds and get nothing. Or next to nothing. Oh, I like, I only keep playing. I only ever kept playing in that stuff. It was, there is a chance of winning something. Um, at our, at, at our store, there is, like... You're guaranteed to get something because they redraft foils and rares. Oh. So you'll always get a little something. And in those cases, I've, I usually just, like, if Crump is there, I'll be like, yo, just pick me up, whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I've, I've also never, I don't know how to phrase this. It's not like I just drop and go, like, stew. Like, I'll drop and I'll. I think there's been a couple times that I've come back and I'll, you know, I'll do whatever I w- else I was gonna do that night. One time I, I forget if it was pre-release or a normal draft. Like this guy was waiting to hang out with people and I, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting fucked over here. I, dro- I, I dropped. It's like, yo, you want to go to the bar? I'm like, yeah, let's fucking go. It was great. Like that was a top-notch night and I would, I would absolutely do it again. Like mm. that was a good experience. Or sometimes we draft or we drop. Like, if people are drafting or it's pre-release, like, are we all doing shitty? Yeah. Do y'all just want to drop and go to Father Fats? Yeah. <laughs> they got they got bourbon smashed sweet potatoes over there and crab cakes. Let's do that instead. <laughs> so, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just... Know, I've never... I've also never gone to a magic event with other people that I knew. Okay. I've never done it. Yeah. If I'm, because again, if I'm playing magic with people I know, it's just hanging out, yeah, or whatever, and much more casual. I've never gone I'm, to an official thing with anyone. I'm, I'm still excited by the idea of if they implement it in arena eventually, or if we facilitate it on tabletop. Like doing a draft with with people is fun. Yeah, I wanted like the. I mean, my dream is we do a draft with the fucking AI generated cards. That's. The thing I I'm I'm totally down for that. You said they're in tabletop now, like someone put a thing out or something. Yeah, they're in the workshop. Nice. Yeah, we should absolutely do that. Cause I don't just like the combination of those fucking cards, but also one of my favorite parts of drafting is the like the actual drafting process, and you're just bantering with everyone. Like I love that. Mm. So we should we should facilitate. I think we have enough people at this point. We could do it up. You could, you could get it running, a little six-man. Yeah. It'd be super fun. I also just love the combo of those generated cards with the generated art. It's just such a dumb yeah. little thing. Yeah. I've actually considered... I mean, it'd be really cool to buy, like, proxies of them for stuff, but mm-hmm. someone made a Star Wars set 
I, they might be up to like I don't think they do full sets for each, but they made like mm. Star Wars cards, and then for Force Awakens and Last Jedi, at the very least, they did like little expansions, and apparently it's really good. Like everything I've ever seen about it that comes up now and again on Reddit, like people say that it's pretty well balanced. It's not like it's just you know, oh, I want to do this thing, and then it, it plays like shit. Mm-hmm. And you can buy like a full on. I think it's. I think it's like a hundred bucks or something, maybe two hundred, if you get like all of this stuff that he's done, like all the expansions and everything. And it's like full, like decent quality proxy cards. And it's enough it's like set up to be drafted and everything. I've thought mm-hmm. about it. I've thought about it. The concept of Star Wars magic is pretty tempting. <laughs> like Darth Vader planeswalker. Kill Mystery, kill the younglings. No, it's like minus minus three, destroy destroy any number of creatures with power two or less or something. Defend their toughness two or less. Yeah, yeah just a choke. Choke. Ah, uh, oh, we absolutely shouldn't do that. <laughs> or even just yeah, like any anything. Even just try to do like a four man zone. Whatever we can. I want to play with those cards, man. Yeah. Playing with those cards is a is a is a good idea. But I think we've gone on long enough. Yeah. Hour and a half is yes. a pretty good uh I mean I could keep going, but Yeah, no, that's the thing, right? Like this is why this is why we just fall back on magic. Yeah, man. The fact this that is fucking go. The fact that this wasn't even like planned. It's not like we no. said two weeks ago that we're going to do magic. Literally, we were just talking about magic. Like, hey, I guess. We were like, <laughs> we were not super enthused about our topic to talk about it right now. Having just done a different podcast to this recording. Uh, yeah. No. Whatever. It's magic. It's good. It's fun. You can email us at saltcirclepodcast at gmail.com. Find us at soundcloud.com slash saltcircle. We're on Twitter at saltcirclepod. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music at saltcirclepodcast. And you can find me on Twitter at comicpanels. And I'm on Twitter at bean underscore LP. I, I, I got nothing for an outro on this one. Judge! Judge! <laughs> <laughs>